thank God for Jesus. We thank God for His Spirit. We thank God that this is our last week of fasting. Everybody yeah. all right? I'm yeah. not gonna ask. I'm not gonna ask. I'm just saying, are y'all all right? Because we're gonna keep you honest in, in the end. Amen. Amen. I was still lying when I tear in his sight. So just say, I'm all right. That, that's, that's all you gotta say. Praise God. The Lord knows the rest. Amen. But we are excited. Amen. Just a few things that I want to uh, say before we get started. Praise God. Um, that, I, and I mentioned it on, on the live uh, yesterday morning. And um, there was one thing I knew. I told y'all then. I said, something else I needed to say. And it, just, it just slipped my mind. But this is what the Lord proceeded to say to me. And he said that we're beyond favor now. That we've tapped into a place of high favor. My God. And, and, and the Lord said, when you're in a place of high favor, people expect you to apologize for what he's doing in your life. Like, like you got to explain it. You know, like you got to explain. Because there are people that are they're sincerely and authentically inquiring about why you're still standing. Not only are you standing, but you're standing in your standing. Come on, somebody. Some folks just barely made it, but... God said you're in a season of high favor. And so somebody has provoked God to open doors before your time. And there is, and I talked about the iguanas falling, because you know it's prophetic and seeing people. I'm like, what does that mean? Because first of all, now I didn't feel with the Holy Ghost, so I don't fear nothing. But a rough. See, God did not ordain you to live in Florida. Yes. Oh, in that geographical location where you got stuff like that falling because of rubber. They'll put me in a panic cell or something falling, something like that. With that long tail, the devil is a liar. Nobody got time for that. Hallelujah. But God showed me something. He said, daughter, he said, there are things that have been hidden and have been have been veiled and then have, listen, it has adapted itself to the environment. That thing snuck in and then you didn't even know it was there. And God said, but when I shift the season, it has, it, my God. So that's why some of you are wondering why you're seeing certain things now that you hadn't seen before. But God said, you're in a different season now. And in the shift, listen, in the shift, it came a shaking. Oh, God. And so the Lord said, be not dismayed when you see the dismantling of things because it comes with the season. I said, God, you are just so, so awesome. This week, God exposed so many things. He's been speaking. And can I tell you something? I got, I'm just, I got a whole lot to say. Y'all all right? You all right? I'm so pregnant. I'm just so pregnant. I've got so more to do. I've been teaching everywhere, doing everything. And it's still, I'm still pregnant. Praise God. It's like triplets or something going on. They won't all come out. Praise God. And, and so, last night, as the Lord allowed me to tap into some things as it pertains to the gospel, and the Lord said, daughter, he said, you know, you're my people because I think they forgot what the gospel is. He said, I think they think it's about them. Jesus. And he said, I told you to pick up your cross and follow me. I didn't say I was going to follow you. Jesus. And so the Lord said, even we have put things out. And, 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 and like a, like a, you, we, we did a vision board. But there are some people who have really literally told God, this is what I want. This is what I want you to do. And, this. and God said, well, I think you got it twisted. I think you're supposed to come to me first. And ask me what my will is for you. Then we'll work that thing together. But God said, don't bring me stuff that you already manufactured in your crazy mind and expect me to partner with that. God said, well, that's not me doing that. And so he said, I think they've forgotten what the gospel really is. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the gospel. He said, this gospel is a bloody gospel. People have lost and are losing their lives. To, to promote and, and, and to, amen, uh, to preach 
this gospel. He said, what has happened to the preaching of the gospel? He said, it's not about me following you. He said, I'm not following you. He said, you follow me and you go where I tell you. Oh, God. And so immediately after I released that, amen, the enemy came to attack me. I was on the way. And somebody give a hand praise for Joy, wherever she is. You ready to push her, amen? Sometimes you need to push, y'all know. You got to honestly praise God. And, and, but you know, she had been, she didn't get home last night till like 11 something. They were in Atlanta, amen. And then she's got to work again today. And she was so, so tired. But I said, she's still in place. And I said, God, I said, thank you. And, and you know, I make my boast in Christ Jesus. But I look across all my children. I said, on a certain Sunday morning, they're, they, they are worshiping. I said, God, thank you. There were some hard times that I went through in life. But I, I dare not to make myself, that's why I always say it's important to be in place, amen, because you don't know what that does to your bloodline. And I was talking to Ashlyn. I said, I expect each of my children to be successful. Anything else is uncivilized. And it's not so that they're so perfect, but I know the life I lived. And that's why when God said that, he said the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is because God is a multi-generational God. And let me encourage some of you. You think, oh, I'm just doing, I'm just serving, I'm just sweeping, I'm just ushering, and you think that's it. No, 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 no. You are the priest to your family. And what you do, listen, God attributes that to your family, praise God. And so that's why when Isaac came into a place of famine, he was able to dig up the wells his daddy dug. Yes. And some of your children and grandchildren, when they hit hard times in life, amen, going to be able to tap into the seed that you have sown and dig up the world that you have done. In corporate prayer and fasting or in whatever the Lord has required some of you to do when your flesh didn't want to do it, your body didn't want to do it, amen, but you did it. Little did you know you had seed in the ground and some of your seed are not coming up as bushes. Some of them are coming up as trees and trees take years. So be not dismayed and don't be discouraged. Well, I don't see it now. It ain't for you to see. Hallelujah. It's not for you. It's not your tree to eat from, even though you planted it. Jesus. Oh, God. So we have to get into a place, people of God, where we understand the powers of consistency. Not starting and stopping. God said, I'm a God of... Jesus said, it is finished. God is a God of accomplishment. As a matter of fact, amen, when you go home to glory, it should be a finished work. You should be empty out of everything. You, if your anointing is to make a basket for the elderly, for the crippled, for the sick, for the you, you should have praise God. You, and people should look behind you and say, "She, she made a basket for that nursing home, for that group home." It should, that is your ministry. Whatever gift, whatever talent, whatever skill you have, it's God's job to give it to you. It's your job to birth it. Nobody gonna push that out for you. Nobody's gonna push it out. Nobody's taking it. You have to birth it out. It's your job. And I think sometimes we've gotten twisted in the gospel. Lord, do everything. Fix me, God. Drop, kick me, Jesus, and make me live right. God said, I'm not about to do that to you. I'm going to give you a choice. Choose you this day who you're going to serve. And I'm going to sit back and love you enough to let you choose. Who wants to stay in a relationship where you have to make somebody love you? Do you know what kind of pressure and stress? Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? God said, no, I want you to make a choice every day you get up. I choose you. I choose you, God. Over my crazy, over my nonsense, over whatever. I yet choose you. I'm going through hell right now. But yet, I choose you. Give God a fresh yes every morning. So anyway, after I was releasing and all of that stuff online last night, 
I was going to pick Joy up uh, at Friendship. And the car was cold, because you know, it was really cold last night, so I had my scarf wrapped around my neck. And so the steering wheel was cold, so what I did is I took my scarf, because it was really long, I think I got it, and I kind of had it, you know, I don't know if y'all know what I'm talking about, but it was on the steering wheel. Well, let me tell you, as I'm driving up 85, the scarf got uh, caught up in my steering wheel. And so I'm, I'm trying to turn, and it was hard to turn. So now what's wrong with this thing now? You know, women don't like something to go wrong with their car. And the elders out of town too, I'm like, come on. So I'm trying to turn, this car's coming in front of me, this car's coming behind me, and my car would not turn. And I'm headed toward Friendship's church, the front. I mean, driving into it. And my car would not turn. All I could say was, Jesus! And immediately, the scarf tight, it loosened just enough for me to turn. And it shook me up so bad, because like I said, I could have, I mean, you're talking about somebody being on the news. Y'all, a possible would have been on the news again. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> she ran into my church, told her, look at her. She ain't right. Ain't nothing about her right. And I was shaking so bad. I mean, I just, I couldn't even pull into the, I just pulled over and I shook, and I said, devil, I said, you lost again. So that's why I went crazy in the worship this morning. See, some of y'all don't understand. When you see a radical worshiper, you don't know why. You don't know the attacks of hell that come against their job, people sabotage. How you gonna meet somebody you've never seen in your life and they say, I heard your name before. I said, what do you mean you heard my name? We've never met before. She said, no, you got a unique name. I heard your name. She said, did we send an email? I'm like, no, we sent an email. Some, we both pulled out our laptop in the middle of the training. Cause I'm, I was like, now some, I'm gonna peek this right here. I can find out what this is. You ain't gonna call my name and don't tell me why. See, some of y'all don't care about folk having your name in their mouth. I'm not all right with that. I'm gonna find out what you're saying. And if it ain't line up with what God said, we're gonna have a problem. Cause I'm gonna send that word back to you. Yes, he said, I meant to pause. That was an intentional slide. So, come to find out, she said, oh, she said, I didn't, it wasn't an email. Uh, she said, it was somebody in your department that sent an email with your name on it. And look, you know how God will make you temporarily ignorant? Yeah. She didn't even know what she was saying. Now, my Holy Ghost is like, whoo. Y'all see the Jetsons with a little antenna be flagging? I'm like, what? I ain't, now at this point, I'm not even in the training. Right, right, right. I don't see no white boy. I don't see nobody. All I see is, it's about to be a problem up in here. So you gotta use wisdom, right? I'm like, girl. Send that thing to me with me. I, I said, come on, somebody. Somebody said wisdom is the principal thing. The girl said that to me, I, I must have missed out. Oh, I love it. She said, okay. <laughs> Somebody said evidence and tokens yeah. and artifacts. Yeah. So now you know what Hezekiah did to Sennacherib's letter. That's why you better be careful what you write, even what you post. Because yeah. I can print it out and say, God, look at what they say. Yeah, come on. Jesus. I have laid court cases. Folks say, uh, 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 because of the incident that happened, uh, we're coming to, to seize the prophet. I printed that thing out yeah. and put it right on the thing before God. And the next thing I know, I get a letter from the Department of Justice and the case has been dismissed. Yes. Come on, somebody. Yes. I said, I ain't ready for that. <laughs> Moving right along. Hallelujah. Open up in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 17. 
That's in your New Testament. And then Exodus chapter 19 in your Old Testament. So Matthew 17 and then Exodus chapter 19. Amen. As you're turning there, I want to greet my uh, online family, social media family, to my sons and daughters from here and afar. Amen. We bless God for you. We love you. And we're trying to be obedient, amen, to what the Lord is saying. So we thank you for tuning in and we pray that this word will bless your heart. Amen. Share, amen, and let people in your circle know, amen, that God is alive and well and God is moving by his spirit. Amen. To my Podbean podcast family, God bless you and welcome in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew chapter 17, we good? We good. All right. All right. Matthew chapter 17, and after six days, amen, verse 1, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bring them up to a high mountain apart. Matter of fact, can we, can we stand for the reading of the word? Mm -hmm. Amen. I'm sorry about that, you all. All right, so let's start over. Matthew chapter 17, verse 1. And after seven, six days, Jesus takes Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bring them up to a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said, then here goes Peter, and said unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you will, let us make here three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And while he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud, which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their face and were so afraid. And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man except Jesus only. Now go with me to the Old Testament. I'm in Exodus chapter 19. And we're going to marry these two verses of scripture together. Exodus chapter 19, and I'm going to begin reading at verse 3. Exodus 19, verse 3. Exodus 19 and 3. We good? Yeah. Okay. Then Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain. This is what you are to tell the house of Jacob and explain to the sons of Israel. You have seen for yourselves what I did to Egypt and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you will be my treasured possession out of all the nations. For the whole earth is mine. Hallelujah, Jesus. And unto me you shall be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Now, Paul said the same thing to the church of Ephesus. That you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, amen, a holy nation, a chosen, holy uh, a nation, chosen people, and a royal uh, priesthood. And you should be, okay, in the kingdom of priests and holy nation. And these are the words that you ought to speak to the Israelites. So Moses went back and summoned the elders of the people and set before them all these words that the Lord has uh, commanded him. And all the people answered together, we will do everything that the Lord has spoken. So Moses brought, listen, Moses brought their words back to the Lord. Didn't I tell y'all you can take people's words to God? Uh-oh. All quiet. All right, so if you put something out there, just ask God, Lord, burn that crazy word. I said, just burn it, Jesus. Send fire specifically for that word and burn it. Hallelujah. He said, so Moses brought their words back to the Lord. The Lord said to Moses, behold, I will come to you in a dense cloud so that the people will hear when I speak with you. And they will always put their trust in you. And Moses relayed the words of the people to the Lord. Father, we love you and we bless you. We've already enjoyed your sweet presence this morning and worship. God, the spirit of joy is in the room. The spirit, Lord God, a breakthrough is in the room. The spirit of liberty, the spirit of deliverance is in the room. The spirit of healing, the spirit of signs and wonders is in the room. The spirit of miracles, Lord God, is in the room. The spirit of high favor is in the room, God. The spirit of revelation is in the room. The spirit of wisdom. I wish somebody would reach some of that and get some of it. Hallelujah. Spirit of wisdom is in the room. The spirit of insight is in the room. The spirit of worship. The Levites are in the room. The apostles are in the room. The prophets are in the room. The evangelists are in the room. The teachers are in the room. The pastors are in the room. The deacons are in the room. The ushers are in the room. The intercessors are in the room. The doctor is in the room. 
God, and we bless you for that. In the name of Jesus, now, Spirit of the living God, have your way, God. Speak to this thy people, God, and we shall say yes and amen. And we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So the topic the Lord gave me to minister to your hearts, encourage your hearts, is climbing Goat Mountain. Climbing Goat Mountain. Let me tell you where that came from. So I have a friend. Some of y'all may know him. His name is Kobe Bryant. That's my friend. And Kobe said something that resonated with me. Stop it, AJ. <laughs> Kobe said something that resonated with me. And Kobe, when he first entered the league, was nervous, had anxiety. And that's with anybody when you're going into something, no matter how well prepared you think you are, you have some anxiety. Yes. And so different people were telling him different things, right? But what Kobe did is Kobe said he went up to what he called Goat Mountain. And I'm like, wow. And so he said, so the guy asked him, said, well, what is Goat Mountain? He said, Goat Mountain is the greatest of all times. In other words, these were people who were skilled in their thing, in their craft. And he said on his Goat Mountain, he went to Michael Jordan. He went to Bill Russell. He went to Larry Bird. And he went to Hakeem Olajuwon. Now, these are all veterans, right? Then he got some of these new, new boo-boos here. You know, come on here, social media wonders. But he, he went to... Some, some fellas who were already successful yes. in their thing. Yes. And, and, and he submitted himself. I want you to follow me. Yes. Because number one, I, by the time we get done, you need to make sure you have a gold mountain. That's the first thing. If you don't, then you're gonna build it today, praise God. <laughs> because for what God is taking you to, and for what God is expecting from you, which is something from all of us, you ain't saved to be cute and sit down and get on somebody's nerves. You ain't saved to get on the pastor's nerves. You are saved for an assignment. Now, the degree to what your assignment looks like is between you and God. But you are saved for assignment. And, and so here you, you have, amen, this young man who's entering the league and he's a little nervous and a little apprehensive about what all is expected of him and what are the do's and don'ts and so forth. And so what he does is he surrounds himself by veterans in the league. And he surrounds himself by people who are good, they're businessmen, they're good fathers, good husbands, amen, they're skilled and crap, they're the generals in, in, in the basketball, professional basketball association. And what he does is he submits them himself to their tutelage. Now let's just, it, it didn't matter how well he played. He may have higher stats than some of them. But he recognized there's a place in my career I'm destined to go. And you are already there. Come on, somebody. You've already come through what I'm going through. And so if there's anybody that I need to speak into my life and help navigate the course of my destiny, it's going to be the greatest of all time. Yes, oh, God. Y'all yes, yes, yes. slow. Did anybody have coffee? Somebody get the coffee maker going. I'm going to give y'all a, a pass if they have coffee pass there. So here he does. He doesn't reach out to his neighborhood homie. He doesn't reach out to the guy that he played basketball with in high school. No. See, when you are destined for greatness, you cannot surround yourself by mediocrity. Yes, yes, yes. And it's not personal, honey. Yep. It, I love you, and we will kick it, and we will do some great things together. But when it comes to the course of destiny on my life, there are strategic. 
people I need to have influence in my life. So he surrounds himself. And, and I love this fourth part. He submits to their tutelage. I learned this from my own apostolic father. When I first sat down to dinner with Apostle Hopkins, I was talking a mile a minute. And this, this was 2010. And, and this is what happened in church. And that's what they did. That's what they said. And he sat there. We were at Golden Corral. And let's forget. He sat and ate. He said, mm, mm, mm. And I'm just talking. When he got done, and we were getting ready to go, that's how long I talked. I talked to man through his whole meal. Somebody said, I was ignorant. I was ignorant. Here you are. Blessed with an opportunity to have dinner with a giant. Not just a general, but a person whose demons know them, him by name. That demons of cancer and infirmity tried to kill. And he survived and beat the devil's brakes off. And that's who you have in your presence. And you got the, like Bugs Bunny said, the noise. <laughs> Again in your life. So let me tell you what dad did. He's such a gentleman. I love him so. He ate. And so we got ready to go. He said, Well, he said, We're getting ready to go. Get ready to get on the road. It was him and Mom Evelyn. He said, But look, I'm going to say one thing to you. Let me tell you, I don't understand. Dad used to rebuke me so bad. But it, it don't take me one time. Because I'm, I'm one of them kids that get it. You ain't got to keep beating me. He said, don't let me tell you something. He said, whenever you're around someone who has influence and they have wisdom, he said, you always sit and listen. He said, you use your ear more than your mouth. And honey, I, I, I was so dumbfounded. I, I, I was hurt. I was mad. Probably was manifest and I don't even remember. And, and I, said, I said, yes, sir. And I took it. But man, let me tell you something. From that day, that's been, what, 10 years? I have never forgotten that when I'm in the company of somebody who has achieved where I'm trying to go, I will, listen, and it ain't dumbing yourself down. Hear me what I'm saying? That's right. But I will humble myself and just listen. Now, I'll ask pointed questions, but I ain't gonna just take over and kidnap the whole conversation. I learned that from him. And I learned, I learned how, amen, when you're in the company of somebody that you don't really get an opportunity to really talk to like that, and they have strategy, strategy and skill set, and, and we learned it from Peter, right? Here Peter is. Now, Joker, you were just told, prophesied, that you have been given the keys to the kingdom, and God's going to do great things in your life. You know, so, so at that point, a prophetic, a heavy-weighted prophetic glory has been released upon you. That ain't the time to get out and be brand new and be cute and be seen. That's the time to be quiet because you don't know what that comes with. Hey, God. It came with great warfare. So much warfare, amen. Peter nearly lost his mind. Jesus. Y'all know the story. He went back to fishing. He couldn't handle it. Shame Jesus said, go and get him and bring him back. Oh, that's a whole nother message, amen. But Peter, when he got into the presence, amen, of Jesus, and you got to understand Jesus was on his goat mountain. Jesus, he was on his goat mountain because Jesus was at the point of crucifixion. He was, listen, oh God, he was at the point where he was about to give up the ghost. And he 
tapped into the wisdom from Elijah and Moses. Why Elijah and Moses? Because their bodies had never been recovered. They were translated. Jews in the Bible are the devil. Satan himself is warring with the angels trying to find out where is Moses' body. And you can't even ask that question about Elijah because everybody saw him translated. Yes. Honey, God sent my God a fiery chariot to say, Look, come, come on, son. You ain't got to worry about the crane. No, just come, just come on, come on. Jesus. You're talking about going out and stop. Oh Brother, what about burning? <laughs> in the glory of the blood of Jesus. And the devil take that one. Oh, she said, <laughs> You gotta make it plain for people. Everybody, Holy Ghost, don't work the same. He went out in the glory. Somebody said he went in the glory. Thank you for bearing witness with me. Don't get no email. I just saw it. I just want to let you know, woman of God. Because I got this one bishop. He's like, you know, he check everything I say. God bless you, Bishop. I pray the spirit of the living God will touch your life right where you are in Kansas. Hallelujah. Anyway, so, so when Jesus knew that he's at this pivotal place in your life, come on, y'all better learn how to deal with AIDS. Y'all better learn how to deal with this stuff. Because if you're trying to go to a place in God, listen to me. Paul said this, there's a great effectual door open for me with great adversaries. So what ain't the brand new when you get into a new season you got new devils? I don't know where this work that coming from. Go back and read what the word of God said. You say, God, take me to a new place. New worship, new, y'all know y'all prophets be, boy, y'all be putting it out. New worship, new devils. And then you get into the new place and you get new warfare. Now, I don't know what's going on, Pastor. I'ma tell you, it's the word of God being fulfilled. <laughs> Just stand and tell the devil where he belongs and keep moving. So Jesus. Right before this very pivotal moment in his life is consulting on Goat Mountain with Moses and Elijah. Two of people, two people who God loves. As a matter of fact, in the book of Revelation, the Bible said they will be called the two olive, olive sticks, olive branches, and they're gonna come all trees, and they're coming back in the end times to continue preaching. Jesus. Oh God. <laughs> I could go somewhere with that. They weren't finished. So God said, no, I'm not going to let you suffer corruption because there's still a word in you. My God. There's still a word in you. And so God hid Moses and God took Elijah. And so when it was Jesus' time, the only two people in the course of history that he could connect to would be Moses and Elijah. And so here, and then check this out. He only took three with him, Peter, James, and John, even though he had 12 disciples. And 70 other out on our outer circle, what have you. But only three. Why? Because he said, listen, I want you to model what you see. I want you to understand that you're going to have seasons in your life where you need to surround yourself by people who have been there and who have done that. That can show you the way so you don't faint in your crazy. That's right, that's right. And so instead of Peter taking advantage and taking opportunity, now James and John was like, whoa, this is just awesome. Wow. Here goes Peter. Jesus. Let's build three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses. And the guy was like, Jesus couldn't even talk to him. Have you ever been in a situation where people talk to you like, I, I, just, I can't. I just really cannot with you that. God said, don't even worry about it. He don't understand. And so the Lord said, this is my son. Listen. In other words, you on Goat Mountain, this ain't time for you to talk. Now when you get down, you can say everything you want to say. 
When y'all go home, you can say, but when you're in this place, when you're in the presence of greatness, be quiet. So it takes me back to, and I went back to Moses, and I went back to uh, when, when God called Moses up the mountain. And remember, Joshua's armor bear wanted to go. Joshua wanted to go. That boy wanted to go. And he went up as far as he could. Now, Jesus was able to take Peter, James, and John. But in Moses' case, Moses said, listen, I'm going up to a place in God where you got to be holy, 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 holy. You can't come up here. Amen. And your stuff ain't right. Because your, your, you may not. We have to carry you. We have to pull you down off this mountain. And so Joshua, the Bible said, goes up as far as he could go. There was a barrier, an invisible barrier that blocked Joshua from going any further than that. Listen to me. On your gold mountain, the height of your mountain is going to be determined by your ability to walk in holiness and obedience. Some people's gold mountains, but it's this right here. Everybody has access to your mountain because your mountain is a place of effort. You got to climb. You ain't just going to skip and hop and jump a mountain. You got to climb a mountain. So the degree, amen, that you have grown and matured in God is going to determine the height and stature of your mountain. So if everybody has access to your mountain, then you got to ask yourself, how much effort have I put into building a goat mountain. In other words, does your goat mountain consist of people that's in your circle, folks on your social media? In, in other words, somebody that you may build a relationship with that didn't cost you nothing? Because right, right, right. goat mountain with Kobe Bryant, it costs them something. You think you're going to sit at Michael Jordan's company? Woo. Who's going to do that? Isn't that what you said, Michael? Michael Jordan said, You got well, one time. You got one time to talk to me. So, but you're able to build a goat mountain, not with just Jordan. And bird, you got five generals of basketball, professional basketball on your mountain. What's your mountain looking like? Ooh, you got Auntie Nay Nay, <laughs> Uncle, Uncle, I don't think on Leroy. God bless all the Leroy's, but I just love that name. Praise God. You got Uncle Leroy, Auntie Nay Nay, little cousin Moo Moo on your mountain. And if you wonder why, when you get to a place where you're making a decision, your decisions look just like your circle. Woo! <laughs> well, that was good right there. <laughs> your decisions look like everybody in your circle making the same decision. Because guess what? Ain't nobody building relationships. Nobody's investing. Because let me tell you something about Goat Mountain. Everybody all right? Good. One thing about Goat Mountain, everybody on Goat Mountain is not going to tell you what you want to hear. Come on. Oh, it's going to be okay, baby. You don't need a Goat Mountain. You can tell yourself that. We got a dog. We got two dogs. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. One of my little granddogs, he's my favorite. His name is Benji. Benji will make you feel so good about yourself. It don't even matter who you think you are. Benji has a way to build yourself and see, honey, by the time Benji get done with you, honey, you feel, you feel empowered. You feel like, he'll make you feel like you're somebody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there are some people that's just there, and he's going to make you feel good. Away. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about actually putting effort. I'm talking about my gold mountain. Hey, but about three or four of them, praise God. My dad is one, Apostle Hopkins, and Apostle Brinkley, amen, and Apostle Thafford Brinkley. And so maybe two other people, maybe two, one, uh, but definitely those three. At least I know I got three good, firm people. Rest of them, I'm still talking to Jesus about. Because I'm about to send them on some of y'all's mountains. <laughs> go over there, go to Charmaine Mountain. <laughs> I'm fine, Jessica. She need one more person, just one more. <laughs> but no, when you're thinking about building a relationship with Gold Mountain, you're going to have to invest in those relationships. You may have to take Jordan out to dinner at your expense. 
And Jordan will eat a, 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 a what do you call it, cookout. Hello. You see, do y'all see what I'm saying? When you spend time, when you're trying to build a gold mountain, you're trying to build a place of people of influence, they first want to know, and that's what I heard Kobe say. He said he had people pitching business ideas to him, right? Because he's also an investor. And so he said, you know, and like the Shark Tank or whatever they think. And so people pitch, you know, their uh, businesses. And he said, one of the first things I do is I look at what have they invested in their own business? How long have they been uh, 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 promoting it? And, 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 you know, what's the track? In other words, you, when you're dealing with somebody on Gold Mountain, they're going to ask you, well, what have you done? Yep. Yeah. Bang! Oh, baby, it's going to be like, come on, let's pray. I know Jesus is going to fix it. He loves you. Jesus loves the little children. Honey, you ain't going to get that off Gold Mountain. You may come off Gold Mountain like Peter did with your back hurting, your lip bruised, praise God. You ain't got rebuked by Jesus, no, uh, you got rebuked by the Father of all glory. How are you going to get rebuked by the Father of glory? Jesus. How are you going to get rebuked from heaven? We can barely deal with a little earthly rebuke. <laughs> Some of y'all get torn up. Oh, I just don't know if I can make it. I just want to leave the church. I'm feeling up. But when the, <laughs> the father of creation tell you to be quiet. My goodness. What you do with that? How, how you coming off Gold Mountain? Can you imagine? Put some meat on the bones. You beat him. And here you are in the presence of his greatness. And you're just so, you, you just don't even know how to act. You're just so crazy. You're saying stuff you ain't even thinking about it. And then all of a sudden, God the Father Jesus. said, be quiet. <laughs> how do you deal with that? Like, what do you do? You don't talk back. You sure don't. Right, right, right. Because <laughs> <laughs> he got your mouth. Right. Are you try. He's taking your voice. What you say? What do you do? In other words, how? Because we got this. I think somebody posted about a spiritual offense. It might have been a toy. I'm not sure who it was. I try to follow yourself sometimes. It's so much of y'all. Y'all do so much. I just try. So please don't get offended. I try. Well, mommy, take on myself. Mommy, see yourself, baby. Please forgive me. But I try to, you know, show support and do due diligence and do benevolence and stuff. But, you know, I can't get everybody, praise God. But somebody put something about offense. And I was like, wow, in order to build a goat mountain, you're going to be offended. Because your goats are going to tell you what you ain't doing right. Well, first of all, you need to cut that person out your life. Then come back and talk to them. What did Elijah, Elisha tell the, the widow woman? Here she went to him, I don't have no money. My husband, he was a, one of your prophetic sons. He left us in debt. The debt collectors are coming to take my son, and I need my bills paid. What did he say? What you got in your house? What you mean? I was not expecting you to say that. You're a prophet. I've seen you cause access to flow. I've seen people die when they're trying to interfere with your worship. I've seen you strike the waters and you walk in twice the miracles that Elijah had. What do you mean what I got in my house? How are you going to back the question back to me? Jesus. He did not give her the answer that she was looking for. He didn't give her no money. He didn't give her no loan. He didn't give her, praise God, no nothing. He said, go back in your house and, 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 and use what you got. When you're on Goat Mountain, get ready for some tough conversation. If you ain't ready for that, and I'll give you another example, because the Bible's filled with examples. Y'all know I went crazy in the word. I can't help it. But the Bible's filled with people, with gold mountains. And I thought about, I thought about, what was I going with this Holy Ghost? I thought about, uh, praise God, I thought about uh, 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 Ruth and Naomi. And I thought about, Naomi told Ruth, go down there and, and propose to the man. Excuse me? <laughs> First of all, I didn't tell you I was looking for a husband. That's number one. Listen, get that right. Okay? I'm all the way out here. People don't like me because I look different from y'all. I'm, I'm here to serve you, mama. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. I ain't ready for all that. I done had a husband die. I'm not I'm trying to do that right now. She said, go down and, uh, and spread his, pull the cover off his feet and get down to his feet and propose marriage. That was the advice that Ruth needed to transition her life from widowhood, from poverty, from slavery. That one word out of Naomi's mouth transformed her life. Now she could have said, I can get ready to do that. Uh-huh, honey, because see where I'm from. The men, they come to me. We don't do that around these We don't do that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I have to say it at my house. And then my kids know where we're going. <laughs> it's a denomination that I pick on. It's okay. I came out of there. But anyway, I said, we don't do that over here. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Ghost, for arresting that time. Glory. So, so, you know, she was like, we don't do that over here. We, I'm a Moabite. You know, when men chase me, I'm not getting ready to humble myself and ask the brother do what? Yeah. I ain't old. <laughs> <laughs> ass was old. I know y'all today. Check your stuff. Right. <laughs> Check what you're saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ass was old. I'm just looking. You have quite an answer. <laughs> Siri, remind me to check my Facebook page. <laughs> Delete all the posts about waiting on Boaz. He was an old man. She was young. She said a whole life ahead of her. And here it is, this woman telling her, I need you to go to his room. And it's weak, barley season, I think it was. It harvested. He's tired. Probably a little bit drunk, praise God. And so get him down there. Go on down there. Go on down there. And uncover his, his feet and just lay at his feet. And that was symbolic of a woman asking for marriage. Now, don't y'all go. The Lord told me. Let me get a phone call. Apostle. One of your spiritual daughters came in my room and took the covers off. Took the covers off my feet. God, we love you. Woo! Don't y'all do that. I'm going to get you. So, I ain't what I'm trying to say. Don't take myself out of context. So, so. But she did. She had followed the instructions. And y'all know the rest of her life. Y'all know the story. But what I'm saying is, it took somebody, amen, who had been through some things. Hello. Yes. Naomi had been through the loss of her husband. She'd been through the loss of children. Who else better to advise you in a season when you're going through some nonsense than somebody who's already been there? So, honey, I know you're hurting. I know you're broken. I know you're distrustful. I know you don't trust people. But I'm telling you, there's another God doing something else in your life. So this is who I need you to connect with. And some of that won't make no sense to you at all, at all, at all. But it's the directions, like God gave Moses, the instructions coming off the mountain. You don't ask questions. You, you follow the instruction. Naomi did it, and all went well for her. Let me give you another example. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about Abraham and Lot. No, no, I'm going to talk about Saul, because that's one of my favorite characters in the whole Bible. Let's talk about Saul. Saul had a get on Gold Mountain. Did he not? Yes, he did. Saul had one of the strongest prophets in the nation on his gold mountain. This man was so bad in the Holy Ghost. Samuel was bad. Samuel opened up five schools of prophets. Samuel made folk prophesy that it was, it was uh, on the low, low witches, but they were still prophesying. Now, when he left the church, they turned back to themselves. Right, yes. But in his presence, they was worshiping and praising God. They said, Solomon the prophet? No, he was in Samuel's presence. And Samuel had anointed oil flowing so deep. Samuel, oh boy, here we go. Samuel stepped into, uh, Saul stepped into Samuel's prophetic anointing, and the spirit of prophecy, not the office of the gift, but the spirit of prophecy manifested in Saul. Saul walked into it, began to worship, even though he was a witch and a warlock, amen. But he worshiped, amen, as long as he was in Saul's presence. This is why people can be around you and live holy and talk holy and be holy and sing holy and prophesy holy. And the minute they leave, you're like, I ain't know she cursed like that. I ain't know she had that. It's because when they were in your presence, you, then you, amen, 
and of demons was under arrest My in this God. world, the stronger power is going to prevail. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus and yeah, but I said about the day. But it's like, that's good right there. <laughs> He's like, yes, sir. That's good. The strongest power is going to prevail. Now, either I'm going to be with you or I'm going to be holy. It just depends on what's happening in your circle. Jesus. You're going to act like who you're around. We've heard people say that a lot. Bad communication corrupts good manners. That's scripture. All right? So you find then that, amen, you can have the right people on your boat mountain and you can still mess up because it's a choice. Just because you have established for yourself a good goat mountain, what does my time look like? Um, I'm doing, I'm good, everybody all right? Just because you, you've established yourself a real good strong goat mountain, it, that doesn't guarantee your success. Oh, well I got this one, I got so-and-so on my Facebook page, it's short first, and I got that one, tag me every time I do a live video, I'm about, I'm about to be great. That don't mean nothing. That person is doing that stuff, they gotta do it you. They'll still be who they are whether you tag in and tap in or share or not. <laughs> that has nothing to do with you, praise God. And so even though Saul had Samuel as on his goat mountain and Samuel worked with him, man, you hard-headed, you rebellious, I, I'm sick of you, bro. You're going to hear those kinds of conversations on goat mountain. Well, why this ain't happening for me? Go check your life. Let's leave the devil alone for the day. And let's just talk about you. Those people on your goat mountain make you going to look at yourself. They're going to make, not what mama did or daddy did. No, 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 no. That has happened. God brought you out. He delivered you. He put a surrogate mama and adopted daddy. And he's put people around you. The Bible said my mother and father will save me. The Lord will take me. God put aunties and grandmas and big mamas and big daddies. And he put people in your life. You went alone. Now, you may not have had the relationships you want, but God was always there. So let's, put, let's take mom and daddy off the, off the trail right now, and let's just talk about you. And so I can imagine when Kobe had this conversation, man, they're hating on me. Man, they're tripping. Man, coach won't give me bitch time. And I can imagine Jordan said, well, just sit your fancy self down and wait. No, I thought you was going to tell me to walk up to coach and say, hey, do you know who I am? I'm the first draft pick. I'm so-and-so and so. It's like, man, you're just a number. Jeez. Your goat mountain people or honey will give you a check of reality. Like my apostle did me, I couldn't even say nothing. I don't even know if I said bye. I'll be honest with you. I don't even know if I prayed for his safe return back home. Not that I didn't want it to. But man, he cut me down so low, I, I, I couldn't even, you ever been so shady you couldn't think? Like, I ain't had nothing else to say for the rest of the day. I was scared to talk to people. But you know, when you get cut down on Goat Mountain, man, it just does something to you. When you have somebody who you look up to and somebody who you admire and somebody, you know, who's got that, who, who's got that, they, they, they got that thing, man, to help you get to where you got to go. And then they get on you, you're like, oh, I'm real hurt. But you don't disconnect. You don't do that. And so here's what happened with, with Samuel. Samuel tells Saul, Saul, I told you to wait. I told you God said kill all the Amalekites, all of them, the children, the animals, everything. And what do you do, Saul? You go and leave the king. My God, if you're going to kill anything, kill the king. Don't keep the king. That's right. That's like you get delivered from your gossiping and your backbite, but you keep python. Woo! <laughs> I wonder why I can't press through into my purpose. Because you got that lizard up your back, praise God, and can't nobody tell you nothing. Not quite. Woo! Do we need to have a delivery? <laughs> Let me find out. Holy Ghost, talk to me. So, but you know, you you you, you we wonder why. Hey Amen. You gotta give all that stuff up. That's why Jesus said, "If any man wanna follow me, he talks to a young rich."
church ruler. And he said, man, why don't you follow me? He said, I got too much stuff. Some of us have too much stuff. And it weighs us down from getting to that place of God where we're supposed to be. And so Jesus said, no, you can't. You got to get that stuff. And he was like, I can't do it. Jesus said, if any man want to follow me, you're going to have to pick up your cross. You have to deny yourself. You gotta, that's what baptism, when you get saved, the very next sentence, I always ask, how many people need to be baptized? If you haven't been baptized, your salvation experience is not complete. It ain't just Lord coming to my life. Now you got to die. It's quiet. You have to die. All about that. That's why I had y'all reading the New Testament. Uh, the apostolic letters. All about the, they got to believe. You believe, yeah? Where, where can I be baptized? The Ethiopian, where can I be baptized? That's the second step. You got to die. You want new life. You got to get rid of your old life. And, and let me tell you something. There are people that go down a wet devil, a dry devil, and come up a wet devil, and then you're, you still haven't died. I don't know what you held on to in the waters, praise God. Some Marine Spirit, like, you got to just go up in that class. Yeah. <laughs> Marine Spirit, waiting for you in the water. Jesus. So, have to be baptized. And then seek for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I confess that I'm a sinner. Then he baptized you over the death experience, and then he come up, Lord, fill me. That's why many people, when Jesus came up, Spirit of God descended from heaven. That's how it works. Nowadays, it's just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I'm a sinner. And yes, and you're saved. And that's as far as they go. And so you have many believers that are still bound, amen, have not completed their salvation experience because they hadn't gone through the process. Then many believers who are not spirit-filled. Now, they can hear God. I'm not saying you can't hear God. I'm not saying you're not saved, but I'm saying there's a barrier in terms of the fullness of God operating in you. And that's why you find some folk can't stop sinning because yes. you have you, you've got a form of godliness. Yeah. The full the fullness of the Godhead has not been matured in you yet. Yes. Is everybody OK? Yes. 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 Do we need to have a baptism service at the church? Just holler. We get in the water. We go. OK. But that's why that is not all we got to have baptism. This is a part of your salvation experience. Yes. Saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled. Yes. Save Jesus Christ coming to my life. Not just be Savior, but be Lord. Yes. Now, I'm, this is doctrine here I'm going to for a minute. Because being his Savior is God rescue me, deliver me. But when you say, Jesus, I want you to be Lord. That means you own my life. Yes. Think about your landlord. They got keys to your stuff. Yes. Who been in my house? Landlord, leave a letter. We came and fix your toilet. Yeah. Hmm. Ain't nothing you can say. What you gonna do? I'm gonna call the police. I'm calling the police. Somebody better. <laughs> That's his house. Yes. yes. He don't have to tell you he's coming in there. No, he don't. <laughs> y'all alright? Yes, yes, yes. Told y'all I was pregnant. I didn't birth. So I birthed by five messages. Y'all don't even know. I'm good. If I don't say nothing else, oh, I'm gonna straight. <laughs> no, I'm not. When I get home, we're gonna be Get on copy, get on sticks. How's it when you sleep? I don't know. <laughs> God give me supernatural sleep. But you you say, yes, Lord, Lord, come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Don't just save me, but rule my life, because I'm crazy. Yeah. Right? Yes. I got yes. stuff in me. Yes. I got stuff in my bloodline. Yes. Dominate my life. Yes. Amen. And then the sanctification. Go down in the water and die. And then spirit feel the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in a clean vessel. That's how that works. Okay? Moving right along. Everybody good? Yes. Somebody say Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. So you can imagine that Kobe had, amen, these opportunities. And I'm sure he could just call them anytime. Hey, I got five minutes. Y'all ready? Can we meet? It don't work like that. When you're on Gold Mountain, you take whatever time is made available to you. That's good. 
You don't get mad because Larry Bird didn't answer your text message after uh, 10 minutes. Look at him. <laughs> I know he's seen it. I see red. I had to learn the difference between Android and iPhone. My kids used to pick on me. <laughs> on my Sunday dinners. Yeah, mommy go with them green messages all the time. <laughs> like, what you talking about? Green. You can tell the angel like green people. Yes. I didn't learn. Uh -huh. Oh my god. Till I became an Apple Star. <laughs> Change my life. I said I would be Android. I, I'm Android for life, but honey, when I got a taste of Apple Star. Tell you, some of y'all stuff with Pastor. I got my promotion. Pastor got hers. Y'all better line up and get ready, praise yeah. God. 
that God has given me. I ain't really ready to preach it yet, but you know, when you see somebody operating in their thing, that is the time to, well, why she got one? See, you're crazy. That's exactly why you ain't got one. The, the, the fact that you said that, that's the proof. Because you don't understand how this thing works. What you fail to realize is God just built your faith and increased your faith to let you know, well, God, if you did it for my apostle, you did it for my pastor, and I'm submitted and committed, oh, God, you ought to get happy. Like, you ought to know I'm in the right place. God is blessing folks. Now, the concern should be if you don't see God doing nothing for nobody. You know, it's time to go. Honey, I live with the man on my coat, baby. I'm out of here. I didn't be where God is. So you gotta you have to watch your response when God is blessing. You gotta watch that, man. Cause that stuff will that stuff will tell you what's on the inside y'all. Like, oh, God's like, oh, so so you do have jealousy there. And I say, you don't shout and smoke in tongues and prophesy, and you had that in you all the time. This is why I brought him to you yet. This is why I did that. Okay? So you gotta you gotta you gotta look at your examine yourself, the Bible says. So try to wrap this up. So your goat mountain is gonna be a spiritual place, amen, where God is gonna connect some people to you. Or connect you to some people. Amen. Because let me tell you how this works. It's not that you go look for people. Because don't y'all do that. Here right. <laughs> <laughs> you are Walmart. <laughs> Looking for folks. Stop. Pastor <laughs> said stalking. Stop stalking people. Are you my go You know that the movie said, are you my mommy? <laughs> <laughs> if you got to ask, that ain't it. Praise God. You want to look for, not even look. You want to be prepared. Thank you, Holy Spirit. For the forming of authentic relationships. Okay? Did y'all hear what I said? You're going to prepare for authentic. God bless you. You're going to prepare for authentic relationships. This ain't something you're going out looking for. And something you conjure and manufacture. And, hey, I'm going to give you a thousand dollar seed. Hit, hit. It came from me. No, we're not doing that. Because then you will build your relationship on, on seed. So when you hear you out, they're looking at you. It's the first of the month. I ain't seen nothing from you. Your relationship is built on how much money you give. God bless those of you coming in. Your relationship will be built on, on what you give. You don't want the relationships built on that. Yeah. It's got to be something God is doing. And so you prepare yourself. How do you prepare yourself? Possible? What you do is, 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 first of all, get a plan. Yeah. That's what Kobe said. If you're coming to me and you want me to invest in your life, I need you to have a plan. That's right. That was one of the purposes of the fast. Seeking God. Lord, what is it this year you need me to do? i.e. I'm waiting for some of you to report your event planning. I ain't heard from nobody. So guess what Pops is going to do? I'm going to start tagging y'all. You're going to do the Valentine. You're going to and, and, and God, I'm going to release the uh, wisdom for you to get it done in Jesus' name. Because y'all ain't heard y'all ain't say nothing. That's how we, Pastor, that's how we're going to do it this year. That's how we're going to do it. I'm going to give y'all an opportunity. And then when I don't hear nothing, don't worry. I'm going to come to you. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never did it for you. going to do it today. You're going to walk in that anointing supernatural. Honey, by the time we get to the end of 2020, you'll be playing stuff. You're going to be coming. Wow, Pastor, can we do this next year? You're going to feel so empowered. Yes, you is. Yes, you is. We're going to get you there. It's all right. Don't, don't be shy. Don't be scared. Uh, you can't sit down beside the church. and This ain't that kind of church. Y'all ain't figured that out yet? You in, read the books. This is a church of work and movement. You are going to be doing things that you never thought you could do in your life. And God is going to get glory. It is my job to push the greatness out of you. When I stand before God, yes, Lord. When the witch came in, she was mad at people. But by the time we got done, honey, she's screaming and casting devils. She's screaming and hollering and prayer. She's doing stuff. She's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> she got mad, but she got over it. I ignored her. 
old man. Get it together. No, he's like, look, bro, just uh, uh, how much they paying you? Okay. And they say to some of a bitch, sit down. Okay? Sit down. And you walk, come on now. Uh, they made me sit down. Well, sit down. And watch. And observe. And learn. Because listen, when you get called, that's your opportunity to show that you took advantage of your seat time. somebody church and tell them on tell on me apostle yeah. mm -hmm. said i can't play the drum but i got anointing i gotta play everywhere i go the lord said first of all god i'm gonna play that number two <laughs> that's why you ain't playing the drum because <laughs> now pick up two sticks in the parking lot before i deal with that mess yeah. come on here somebody so somebody say goat mountain. mountain somebody say kobe Bryant. kobe Bryant. this man took the opportunity to build strong relationships with people who are already excelling in their craft. Not folk that was trying to figure it out. Not folk that kept falling every two weeks. But he found people, men, generals, in, in the NBA, amen, that could pour back into him. And guess what? Listen, listen to, listen to this. Even now that he's successful, he's retired now, right? Even now that he's retired, do you know he still honors them as his goats? Because you know how we do. The minute we have achieved whatever that thing was. We forget about it. That's what happened with Lot. Lot had nothing from nothing from nothing. But Abraham was his goat. Now, Abraham nearly got his soul in trouble for even inviting Lot on the journey because you had no business going, to be honest. Okay? But I'm going to bring you in. And I'm going to train you as a farmer, as a sheep, a, a, a herder, as a, as a, a businessman, uh, I'm gonna train you because you ain't never had no daddy. You son, come on somebody. <laughs> you never had a strong father figure. So I will be that to you. I will invest in you. As a matter of fact, I will even share my resources with you so that you will no longer be an orphan. You will be a son, like a son unto me. Come on somebody. Yes. And Lot had the noise <laughs> to get, amen, the big head, for lack of a better word. And now he's arguing. Who does that? If it wasn't for Abraham, you wouldn't have nothing to argue over. The favor of God on Abraham's life is, is what was extended to you. It wasn't your favor. It was Abraham's favor. And you'll find people like that in your realm of influence and through your life. God is blessing. He's delivering. God's doing great things. It had nothing so much to do with them. It's just because they're connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they got the nerve to look at you. Well, you know, God, the Lord is speaking to me. But honey, what you mean? He's talking to you. I taught you how to hear him. Yeah. Ooh, come on now. Oh, my God. Oh. Lot came up to Abraham and then what Abraham, because listen, listen. When you're a goat, you already know when a season is ending. Samuel knew. He said, from this day forward, I will never walk with you again. Oh, God. Honey, when your goat divorces you, where do you go? Because the goat never asked nothing from you. You needed what the goat had. Yes, yes, yes. But when your goat said, you know what? I have spoken to you. I have talked to you. I have helped you. I have opened doors. I have with the God, ask the Lord not to kill you. I, I, I have interceded. And now you, 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 now you, this is what we do. I tell you what, 
you go be great. And let me go invest my time in somebody who can walk in integrity. Isn't that what Samuel did? Samuel told Saul, Saul turned to fight him. How you gonna fight your father? He turned to fight him. Bless your son. He turned to fight him. And you know what he said? He said, uh, he said, come go with me and let the people see that you're on my side. Saul said, Samuel said, I will never walk again another day with you. I won't go nowhere with you. And you know what Saul did? Y'all know what he did. He tore his robe. You know what that means? Translated, he tried to ruin his reputation. That's a whole other matter. Well, this is why. And that's why you ain't got no gold. Because God ain't going to send another goat. Hello, somebody. From that point forward, who does Saul have to resort to? He had to go back to his old stuff. Yes. Didn't he get found behind baggage? Yes. Yes. And he returned to his baggage. This goat mountain is serious, y'all. There are going to be some people that God is going to, is going to, to, to connect you with. I don't, I'm not sure how that's going to work. Some of you, I think, Dr. Tracy, I saw like four satellite locations coming out of you this year. Like four satellite locations. Oh, God's going to expand you. But, uh, I don't know how that connection is going to take place, but God, I hear the Lord saying, prepare for it. How do you prepare for that? If you have a spirit of offense and can't nobody tell you nothing without you crying and, and, and you getting lost for 25 weeks, just go ahead and say, God help me. Yes. Make my four. He told, he told uh, who was it, Jeremiah? He said, look, you're going to have to deal with some people. You better get ready. Go ahead and fix your forehead. How you tell you thinking? You got to fix your face. <laughs> I'm so glad I ain't got no more little kids. Oh, that was a lot of work, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now I got big people problems, but it's different. <laughs> but, but you know, you tell them, you, you get on them and they grind, fish your face. And, and you know, you're like, boy, you be sucking it up out to give yourself an aneurysm. <laughs> fix your face. Suck it up. Check it out. But that's how you go to the, oh, you mad? Oh, oh, you mad now. Then it just, oh, 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 oh you mad now? <laughs> Take it. Father, in Jesus' name, pray with me. Lord, help me as you place people, the ghosts in my life. God, if there's a spirit or a seed of offense in my life where I can't deal with people hurting my feelings, God, help me right now. Help me right now so I don't run off my goat. So I don't have to walk this life by faith alone. In Jesus' name. So you're going to have people like that, man. They're going to tell you, oh, you think you're ready for the nations? Where, where your passport? I ain't got no passport. Talk to me when you get a passport. You see what I'm saying? They're not going to hold your hand and pat a cake you through some stuff. And if you want to be grown, you got to get ready to take it. Let me give an example. Mike got a work mentor, man. Oh, Lord Jesus. Man. <laughs> she is rough. She's the kind of woman, Mitchell, when you see her coming, I promise to God. Now, I don't have no fear. I'm not a fearful person. Don't even let this trick you. But when she comes, like, oh, God. I'm trying to find doors. I saw her Friday. I said, hey, how y'all doing? I was gone. Woo! Oh, Lord Jesus. Somehow she found my LinkedIn profile. I don't even advertise my LinkedIn profile. When she sent the thing, I said, oh, no. I said, no, God, I don't want to. I said, God, I don't want her on this page. I don't want her. Because she's that one, man. She's that one that would go through everything. You know, like people that's got eyes, man, like x-ray vision. Kind of like
like me a little bit. <laughs> but she'll go through. Oh, let's see. Uh, what, what does this mean right here? What, explain what this, oh, explain what this means. And here you are. <laughs> and you know, I know I'm smart. I got a couple of letters behind my name. But when you get on Goat Mountain, man, I'm telling you like a pasta hobbyist, you just gotta sit there and be like, I ain't got nothing to say. I, I don't even know who I am no more until you get done. <laughs> when you get done, just tell me my name and I'm gonna be good. I mean, because when you get in that kind of atmosphere, it's not about who you are. They not, listen, they're not impressed. Y'all hear me say, I'm not impressed. Oh, I spoke in tongues for an hour, good. Two more hours, and, 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 and keep on speaking in tongues. Praise God. Not impressed by that stuff. Your goat people, ain't nothing you can do to impress them. Trust me, and if you're trying, if you got that attention-seeking spirit, Father Jesus, pray with me. Father in Jesus' name, God, deliver me from every trace of attention-seeking and man-pleasing so that when you send the goat in my life, I don't try, Lord God, to overwhelm the relationship trying to show them who I am. In Jesus' name, amen. So you don't waste your time trying to prove, well, I did this, and I don't care about that. Because if you did so well, why are you here? You see what I'm saying? How could Kobe say, man, I'm first draft. Man, don't care about that. I was first draft 30 years ago, man. When you were learning how to walk, I'm shooting hoops. Shooting Joker's eyes out. I don't come to me talking about you with your stats. I don't care about no stats. Right, right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You can't impress your girl. Don't even try it. Don't even try it. Ooh, look what I did. Look, look, man, put that thing down. Come on, let's talk about what's going on with you. Why are you acting like that? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Are y'all ready for that? You ready for those kind of conversations? If not, I'm telling you, this year, God wants to put, and can I say, oh, here we go, here we go. Young goat people ain't gonna all be church people. Woo! So if you are a, if you discriminate, you're gonna miss God. All your church, all your goats are not gonna be tongue-talking, spirit-filled, fire-baptized, fivefold. They may curse like a sailor. I'm just saying. But what they have in them is what you need. You may have to walk away like, Holy Ghost, <laughs> clean my ear and get these words out of my spirit so I don't mess around and preach and say something. <laughs> yes, Lord. You get close to that sometimes, praise God. I remember one time. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Pastor Charmaine like that while she, you know. <laughs> but something was going on. She called me. She said, Ma. And blah, blah, blah. I said, uh, she said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, it's okay. And Lord, my kids, I just, especially Ashlyn, I don't even tell her stuff. I, she just, Ashlyn, just, I'm going to help you stay safe. <laughs> but don't get it wrong, don't y'all. Pastor was cursing. Pastor was not cursing. Pastor was upset. And one got, one got loose. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I don't even know if she knew. I said, Good now, y'all come on now. I love it. I love it. That's my daughter. I love her. Praise God. That's why I got all kind of pictures of her. She flagging and stuff. Way before she knew who she was. She doesn't look at her. She had no idea the things she will suffer for the gospel's sake. <laughs> she hung in there. I love her, man. That's my girl. Amen. But yeah, I'm just saying, you know, your ghosts are not gonna always be those folks that's that's you know, but they're gonna be skilled in their craft. You see what I'm saying? They're gonna know this stuff. And if you can get past, I'm, I'm trying to close. If you can get past your feelings and being tender, you know, and, and, and not wanting to put forth effort and not willing to sow in your relationships, you know, you're going to have a, a mountain. There ain't going to be a goat mountain. It's going to be a rat mountain. It's going to be a little tiny little mole here. Everybody going to run up and down. And I mean, you think about how that looks like. Everybody going to have access to you. It won't cost you nothing. If you got something that didn't cost you nothing, you don't have nothing. Did you hear what I said? 
if you have something that didn't cost you anything, you don't have anything. You haven't paid the price for it. You can't even appreciate it because it's free. Right? Salvation is not free, but it's going to cost you your life. Right? It's going to cost you. You're going to have to give up everything. Everything. That's why it's new life. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. It's a new life. So I don't care how accomplished you are in life. You find yourself stuck. God, I feel like I don't know nothing. In Christ, you got to start all the way over. You're a babe in Christ. Just say, I don't know. I don't know nothing about the doctrine. I don't know nothing. Just humble yourself on Globe Mountain. So God can help you. Praise God. Everybody good? Amen. Did y'all learn something? Yes. Put your hands together. Let's pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Can we just tell the Lord thank you? Come on, just keep thanking him. Thank him out of your spirit. Thank him with your heart. Thank him. Don't just say it, but I mean express how much you thank God. Because he invested something in this message today. He invested some, some, you all received some divine strategies. You got some, some, some wisdom. You got some laughter out of it because that's something, you, you know how this works. Sometimes you have to take bitter pills. Some, they sweeten it a little bit so you can digest it so it doesn't kill you going down. But despite the laughter and the good time, because in the presence of the Lord, there's a fullness of joy. You're supposed to have a good time. Some people say Christians are the most meanest people ever. That's not so. And you, we, Jesus said, I come that you may have life and have more money than laugh. Have a good time. Even the Lord laughs, praise God. So it's okay. But we, we're not going to set aside the seriousness of the matter. And the fact of the matter is God is doing something new in our life. And God is going to place people in our life that we may be intimidated by. These are going to be people who are more skilled in our thing than we are. And so we have issues of, comp of competition, issues of, of, of egos and pride. We're going to have a big problem with the moves of God this year. So, so God, as you, as you align this thing now, we're coming at the end of our fast and, and we bless you for what we've heard. Many seers have been unlocked and activated and dreams have been released and strategies and all oh, the demons have been exposed. They've fallen out of trees, God. You are just an awesome God. You are just an awesome, awesome God. But now, Lord, as we're stepping into the, the meat of the year, what is it, God, that you're requiring of us? What do we do like Moses? We are coming down off this mountain with an assignment. We're not coming off to sit and speak in tongues and look deep. But there is a work, God, that you are requiring us to do. And in order to do it within a spirit of excellence, we need mentors. We need goats, the greatest of all times. We need the great seamstresses. We need the great musicians. We need the great worship leaders. We need the great uh, teachers. We need, to, we need to surround ourselves. We need to be challenging. We need to be stretched. There is a greater level of us inside of us that we had not known. This is why Jesus called the businessmen. And by the time he got done, he said, I mean, you're doing well in business. Now I'm going to make you fishermen. Lord God, add it to what was already operating in them. So you're not coming to take anything away. But in this season, you're, you're, you're coming into agreement with where we are and you're taking us to another level. And in that, the disciples had to pull away and sit on Goat Mountain. They had to listen to what you, and they said, this is a hard saying. We don't understand. What do you mean? They asked questions and they listened as Jesus taught. And some of the revelation was so thick and so heavy, Jesus had to teach in a parable. Because the knowledge was too high, David said, I can't attain unto it. It's too high for me. 
I don't, know, I, I don't know what that means. So he broke it down in parables. Father, this is what you're doing. Even in laughter, God, it is a way to help us, Lord God, to, to digest thick meat, thick cuts of meat. Even, God, our ministry staff this year are going deeper in the word. They're going to have to come off and watch a social media podcast and get deep. Get to some encyclopedias and some history books. Science. Math. Ain't just the fruits of the spirit or the kids. There's more than prophecy in the kingdom. Everybody want to prophesy. Everybody want to be the prophet to the nations. But don't nobody want to go and help deal with the homelessness in our society. Nobody want to look at civics and government. Nobody want to go to City Hall, but everybody want to run and preach a conference for two years straight. Can't keep the face off a flyer. Break that silly spirit. Competition. That gathering collective spirit that's in Charlotte. Where you gather and draw folks from church to church. The kingdom is not growing. The kingdom grows when you had the sinners. It doesn't grow when folks move from one church to another. of Charlotte don't change when I move from the west side to the north side. The population changes when somebody from Arkansas moves here. When somebody from Canada moves here. Then we add to the population. Give us wisdom. Church ain't growing with some other church member. That's not church growth. That's not what that means. The Bible says the Lord added daily to the church such as should be saved. Salvation determines church membership, not attendance or numbers. Give us your wisdom, Father. Teach the apostles how to fall back to the doctrine and not just hinge on prophecy because that's where the money is. Every apostle want to prophesy. Then you should have remained a prophet and lead the apostleship to some apostles who understand who Jesus is, who understand the connects of the gospel, who understand doctrine, who understand how to, amen, how to break open regions, not territorial, but mentally. Samaria was broken not by the city, but by the strongholds of people's minds. That's what broke in Samaria. So God, many apostles don't even have a clue what an apostleship is. But you said you want to be there, I will judge you for that. You said there will be many in that day. Lord, I'm a prophet. I'm an apostle. I'm a pastor. God said, depart from me. I never knew you. I didn't ordain you as an apostle. I didn't tell you you was a prophet. You prophesied. That don't mean you're a prophet. Saul prophesied. So God, bring the meat back into the house. It's okay to make people feel good and, and laugh and, and feel great because God, you say, great is he that is in me that's in the world. We already know we're great whether the prophet tell me that or not. You already told me. God, bring us back to the place of truth. Deliver us from every form of ungodliness. Deliver us from every form, Lord God, of sorcery. Using tricks and manipulatives to bring people in the church. If God ain't sending them, you don't want them. If you got 10, then bless God and go to heaven with your 10. And don't miss hell with 2 million. Father, in Jesus' name, give us our goat mountain, Lord. Give us, Lord God, a people who don't care nothing about our feelings.
This ain't about feelings. Jesus don't care nothing about your feelings. He never came to save your feelings. But somebody, God, who sees the business owner in me, they see the writer in me, they see the, 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 the clothing designer in me, they see the artist in me, and they keep challenging me. That's good, but you can do better. That sounds good, but you can do better. Go back and come to me when you can prove that you took it. Heard the first thing I told you. Go sit down and wait for God to give you instructions. Lord, we need people like that. Deliver us from God who want to be pacified. Deliver us from soothsaying spirits. That just want make me feel, just make me feel good all the time. Make me feel good. You're not gonna feel good all the time. Jesus didn't feel good in, in Gethsemane. He didn't feel good on Calvary. He didn't feel good walking down Jerusalem. It ain't about feeling good. It's about just demonstrating the glory of God and the excellency of his Christ. It's about proving to the earth room that God is real. And he can be seen in me. Oh, God, help us. Everybody that's battling with offense, God, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, that place in me, Lord God, that needs validation, needs somebody to approve me, needs somebody to applaud me, needs somebody to hold my hand. In the name of Jesus, God, I break that dependency on man's approval. The Bible says the fear of man bring about a snare. God, deliver me from the snare that every time somebody don't call me back or don't tag me in the Facebook page, I get offended. In the name, deliver me, God. Help me to grow up, Lord, in Jesus' name. I want a grown-up blessing. I got to act grown-up. I want a grown-up husband, a grown-up wife, a grown-up marriage, a grown-up ministry, so I got to grow up too. Help us today, God. Father, we love you today. Thank you for the high favor, God. But even in that comes great responsibility. There are going to be snakes all around us, God. There are going to be people sent just to sabotage. That's what they you said. They're vessels of wrath and vessels of mercy. And you will allow them to do that. You ain't going to remove everything. There's some things we have to walk through and experience that we may grow thereby. Every trial will not be removed. And God, in the name of Jesus, it will finish its appointed season. And then we'll go to the next place in glory. Father, we love you, God. We don't love you because of what you give us. Because if you don't do anything else, you've already done enough. The fact that we don't have to close our eyes and go to hell is more than a car or a house or some clothes. The fact that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life means everything to me. The fact that you know my children by name means everything to me. Don't have to have stuff. My apostle said, give me, give me Jesus plus nothing. I don't need fame. I don't need a website with bling. I don't need all that. I don't need to be in revival every week. I don't need that. Just give me Jesus. Just be able to answer me when I call you, God. When I'm stuck in the spirits of access, which love to attack me on the highway, when my car, the wheels get locked up, and that's who I want to fly. It ain't going to help me when my wheels are locked up. A revival is not going to help me. A website is not going to help me. I need Jesus. When my children are going through things and doctors are giving reports, I need Jesus. When my marriage is going through crazy stuff, my finances, my body, I need Jesus. You can have everything else. Just give me Jesus. So, Father, we declare our love to you, Lord. Thank you for this month of fasting, God. 
Hallelujah. I heard the Lord say that uh, I need to anoint each of you. Amen. I, I'm members. I guess I'm certainly, I will never leave you out, but I'm hearing God. I need to anoint you. Amen. I just heard him say, I need you. This needs to, needs to be an anointing. I need to anoint you for the work. Hallelujah. I need you to move real quickly, real quickly, real quickly. Just line up. Amen. And I'm just going to anoint you and send you on your way. In the name of Jesus, I anoint you. That's it. I anoint you for the work. I anoint you. In Jesus' name, I anoint you for the work. In Jesus' name. I anoint you for the work. In Jesus' name. And I just put a cross right there. The cross of Calvary. The blood of Jesus comes you. I anoint you for the work. In Jesus' name. I anoint you for the work in Jesus' name. I anoint you for the work in Jesus' name. Amen. Sammy had to anoint David for the work in Jesus' name. There's a great work coming. I anoint you for it in Jesus' name. It won't take you out. It won't frustrate you. It won't kill you. Amen. You are anointed and set apart for this work in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I anoint you for the work in Jesus' name. I anoint you for this work in Jesus' name. I anoint you for the work in Jesus' name. I anoint you for the work, baby, in Jesus' name. I anoint you for the work in Jesus' name. I anoint you for the work in Jesus' name. I anoint you for the work in Jesus' name. I anoint you for the work in Jesus' name. Did I get everybody? Amen. I anoint you for the work in Jesus' name. I anoint you for the work in Jesus' name. I anoint you for the work in Jesus' name. I anoint you for the work in Jesus' name. I anoint you for the work in Jesus' name. I anoint you for the work in Jesus' name. Is that everybody? Amen. Our fathers, these have received. Lord got the mark on their foreheads. Lord, let this signify the blood of Jesus. The blood, Lord God, that even was was, Lord God, applied. Lord God. That no evil will overtake them. No premature death. No terminal illnesses. Father, no mental disorders or diseases. In the name of Jesus, let the blood, the, the anointing symbolize the blood on the doorpost. That no matter what even happens in our political climate, that no matter even what happens, God, in our city, where murder is, is Lord God. In the name of Jesus. These ones have been marked. And God, I spiritually transport them to a place called Goshen. That they can hear the report. They can even look out their window and see it. But it will not come nigh their dwelling. That when the bullets graze in some of these neighborhoods, it will pass right over the house. Even as the death angel came and when it saw the blood, hey God, that demon had to respect the blood. In the name of Jesus, when those spirits that are on your job, in your neighborhood, come looking for a place in you, I prophesy, they will see the blood. Not only that, as you stand in the presence of God, even as Abraham did, I prophesy, that so shall your bloodline stand before God. Your children and your grandchildren are hereby covered. In the name of Jesus. Release heavenly wisdom, God. Because you gave Israel instructions. You said, don't come out the house. When you hear the sound, don't move. God, as I have anointed them, as you have instructed me, I heard you say anointing service. Give them ears that are so sensitive. Those that have the Holy Ghost of God, your ears are so sensitive that when Jesus returned in a great trumpet sound, only those with the Holy Ghost can hear that sound. 
in the name of Jesus. Your ears will be so sensitive to the realm of the spirit. You will hear conversations without people's mouths moving. You will hear what's coming out of their heart. You will hear into the supernatural realm. You will hear, let God wake you up and let you hear like he did. Uh, amen. What's the brother that Gideon? God said, go down to the camp of the Midianites and let me let you overhear. You're going to overhear the wicked conversations. Mm. My God, you're going to overhear it. And God's going to show you how to respond. There's no weapon formed against you this year that will prosper. There's no plan of hell this year that will prosper against you. You will see it come and you'll see it go. You're going to see movement around you where God is positioning you in places of high favor. Some folk are getting ready to walk off and walk away and leave their possession for you to inherit. You will live in houses you didn't build. And eat off of vineyards and trees and bushes that you have not planted. This is the heritage of the Lord for you, his saints. So God, we love you. We, this church here, and I'm sure there's many others, but I don't know about them. I can only give an account for this right here. We love you. And we willingly submit to your will and to your way. We may not understand. We may not even like it. But let your will be done. On earth. As it is in heaven. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus name. Put your hands together. And give God some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to you.